0: From the Old City, a practical Torah commentary by Gutman Lodge. Deuteronomy 7.12, a cave, fear or love? In this week's portion of the Torah, Moshe speaks of the reward that comes from Torah observance. One of the ways that God promises to show his love for those who follow his commandments is to multiply you. When this promise was made, it took a good deal of faith to believe such a statement could be true. But today we do not need faith at all. We can see it. According to the population experts, today there are some 6 million Jews living in America. Studies predict that within 25 years, there will be only 100,000 Jews left. The rest will have disappeared through assimilation into marriage. The reports go on to say that this 100,000 will all be fully Torah observant. They predict the same fate for the millions of Russian Jews, down from millions to 100,000, and all of them completely observant. From this we see that Torah observance maintains us as a nation, and lack of observance results in our destruction. So what then does God ask of us? Moshe tells us in this week's portion that he asks only to fear God, to go in his ways, and to love him, and to serve him with all your heart, with all your soul, to observe the commandments for your benefit. So which is it? Are we to fear him or love him? There are two kinds of fear. There's lower-level fear, and there's higher-level fear. Lower-level fear is to be frightened of someone or something, feeling that it might somehow harm you. This cannot be the fear that God asks for us, for certainly God is not trying to harm his creation. Higher-level fear is not fear in the sense at all. This type of fear is amazing awe. By contemplating the vastness of the universe and just how small we are within it, one can begin to understand the type of fear the Torah is talking about. There are also two levels or kinds of love. The lower level of love is like a man's love for a woman or for any physical object. The child loves the ice cream. Higher level love is without expecting or wanting anything in return. This is a love that has the soul pouring out, reaching, trying to merge into the object of the love, gladly even to the point of expiration. Which is greater, fear or love? Fear and love are like a bird with two wings. If the bird has only one wing, it will not even be able to fly in circles. The Torah says, to fear God, to go in His ways. So we see that with fear there will be obedience. But fear without love will become rigid, unmanageable. Every step can become a burden, as only severity is holding you to obedience. Then your fear can slip into lower level fear, which then turns into apprehension that maybe you're not serving correctly. So the Torah also says to love him and to serve him with all your heart and soul to observe the commandments. With love there will be complete devotion to the service, service will bring joy. But love without fear can wane as the love cools, and then there will be no real motivation to serve. So the Torah tells us the way to succeed is to serve with both love and fear, and that this will be for your benefit. Satisfaction. This command which is spoke of is one of the three paragraphs that are in a single most important prayer, the Shema. This paragraph is also one of the four that are included in the writings placed in the tefillin. These four sections were chosen because each of them mentions the command to place these words of mine upon your heart and upon your soul. You shall bind them for a sign upon your arm and let them be as an ornament between your eyes." The Shema promises that if we will hearken to what God commands, both spiritual and physical benefits will come. One of the blessings is, we will eat and be satisfied. From here we can understand the nature of overeating. Everyone requires a certain amount of sustenance to survive. A normal person should eat until he is satisfied and reject any more. Actually, the Rambam recommends eating only three quarters of your capacity but according to this blessing, if a person is spiritually hampered, he will eat and not be satisfied. Since physicality is motivating him, he will try to satisfy himself by eating even more food. Still, he will not be satisfied. This blessing tells us that satisfaction cannot possibly come from the food itself. It says satisfaction will come only when we love him with all our heart. The result is that by loving the food more than God, the person will become fat and have to carry around those extra pounds of flesh all day long, yet he will still hunger for food. He is enslaved by his lack of spirituality, and his senses have become his masters. Eat, eat more, they command, but he will never be satisfied. This is one of the forms of Egyptian slavery. Egypt is the physical limitations of being in a body. The knowledge of God frees us from this kind of slavery. When our priority is primarily physical, we will remain enslaved to our appetites. If a person does not direct himself toward the spiritual goal, but only to his physical goal, he will not be satisfied no matter how much he eats. He will walk away from the table stuffed and hungry. What can this poor slave do? If he will redirect his priorities away from the physical and instead toward the spiritual goal, just as our ancestors did in Egypt, he will see that he does not need that much food and that his pleasure can come in other ways. Here's some practical advice. Look at that extra plate of food or any other fierce attraction that you know you should turn away from. Take a slow, easy, deep breath. Say the line from the Torah, And God breathes the breath of life into man. If you still lust at food, slowly take another deep breath and say that line again. Just as God breathed the breath of life into man then, so does he now breathe that breath of life into you. Ask yourself, what do you really want? Look at that extra plate of food and look at the one who is right now breathing his life into your nostrils. There is one